What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news, which sometimes even even isn't even that hot, but we still talk about it. Uh, Lukewarm news. Uh, Lukewarm news (laughs) with a touch of like hot humor. Yeah, hot humor, man. Yeah, lukewarm. Wow, nice, nice choice of words with L and W inside, huh? We will come yeah, to that, Yeah, huh? yeah. <laughs> lukewarm. Wow, lukewarm. That, that would be a that's a great nickname, actually. <laughs> lukewarm. Now that you mentioned it, yeah. <laughs> we you had know, sugar daddy. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe it describes more than just the news, uh, That term, lukewarm, lukewarm. Yeah, lukewarm. But uh, yeah, yeah. So, it's one of those. It's midweek, but uh, but um. Yeah, seems like a slightly quieter news day. Quieter right. news day. I mean, the biggest news, mm. I guess, what? Now there's 11,000 cases, which is twice the number of cases on Monday. Does that, even, man, does that even bat an eyelid anymore? Does, does anyone even bat an eyelid at all these numbers anymore? I don't think people bat an eyelid, but I'm noticing in my own social circles, people are going down, man. People are going down yeah, like flies. Yeah. A lot of people and, are getting COVID, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's it's like the symptoms are not light, la, right? Um, mm, mm. it's just uh, one by one man one by one so so hoping that shit doesn't hit the fan yeah uh, but you if never it hasn't know, already never I mean our hope is that it has already hit the fan right? no but maybe the shit yeah. is on the way up to the fan like it has already left the bowels but the shit yeah. is on the way up to the fan and the fan will yeah. is soon to be like pummeled with a bunch of shit well, I mean that's where it's already split into 11,000 pieces right? 11,000 cases that's that's what I mean by by I think I hope the shit already hit the fan. Oh, but yeah. did we really expect like fifteen k or something mid November? Yeah, I don't know, man. Now now it's a it seems like a crapshoot already. Like any number you throw up is possible already. Yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> Remember the days when we broke one thousand? We're like, oh my god, fuck. Yeah. Oh, and we were tracing it. like we had hundreds of we have few a uh, hundred cases and we were like, oh my god, that's like so scary. It's out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, but. Yeah, but we're in the middle of the week. We do mm. have two topics mm. to talk about. Yeah. But before that, what would you like to plug, Terence? Um, yeah, I mean, our we've been growing the audience quite a bit on Spotify. I think uh, we're very excited that, as you know, like over 700 people have actually gone on Spotify and reviewed our podcast. Um, but we're saying that, you know, if you can and you haven't done so, please help us leave a rating for us on Spotify because that helps with the discovery and, and you know people who you know typically think that they don't like to listen to news or to, to the comedy podcast this might get uh, fed to them because of your rating so mm. yeah that helps us out a lot and uh, do go on Spotify and leave us a rating and if, even if you listen to us on Apple um, mm. uh, and still live in the 2010s uh, you can still review us uh, and leave a 5 star mm. rating and ignore the, the sarcastic comment I just made la. So yeah, th- actually, th- well, I don't great. I don't understand the comment. What I also, I also don't understand. I just yeah, halfway sense. halfway through, I was like, okay, this is going nowhere. I need to commit yeah. and finish it because correct, correct, yeah, yeah la. But I should have realized that talking to you, you will never let that slip lah. No, I, yeah, I don't. I don't. If it was I'm a, an Apple fanboy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm also an Apple fanboy. I'm also an Apple fanboy. Uh, uh, but I don't yeah, know how many correct. people listen to podcasts on Apple anymore. That's that was what I, I was think, getting at. I think. You'd be quite surprised, that Apple Music is is the product is getting better. I oh, find. that's true, la, That's true. Yeah, and yeah. you know, if Apple wants no, to do this something, this not sponsored. This not sponsored. But Apple Music, the there's certain. I uh, we can talk about it later. But 
there's a certain things about it that, that, that do still bring me joy and surprises. Bring you joy yeah. and Marie Kondo your yeah, ass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah, exactly. Cool. But yeah, why don't we right. jump into the first lukewarm topic of the day. <laughs> LW topic of the day. Uh, Please, what so is it about? <laughs> on 18th October, Tuesday, um, our DPM, mm. Lawrence Wong, uh, he gave a speech at the Singapore Economic Policy Forum. Um, mm. And essentially, it was a speech about like what what he and his government plan to do to help Singapore, uh, I mean, keep growing amidst all this turmoil we see in the world and to also make mm. sure that it's a place that Singaporeans can thrive in. So, mm. he outlined a bunch of things. Um, I couldn't find a video of the whole speech, but I read the whole, the yep. transcript of the whole speech. I assume you did too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, uh, I mean, the first, the first headline that caught my eye was, uh, mm. I think, the headline on uh, Straits Times that said, Singapore economy does not sufficiently value those doing hands-on and hard work. Yeah, but yep. that was just one of the things he pointed out. But what were your yeah. thoughts when you when you saw this article? Or made, what made you want to talk about it? Huh? Um, I think the the fact that there was a bit of buzz about it mm. uh, online. I mean, uh, the not just the headline. The, I think the article itself was focusing a lot on on um, you know, income inequality, and that topic is a it's a big topic these days, like, right? Mm. Income inequality in Singapore. Um, so there was a lot of chatter about it online and and uh, general buzz about the about his speech lah. Um, uh, and we can go into the details about it. But I think now because Lawrence Wong is on the cusp of you know uh, taking over leadership of Singapore lah, every speech he makes, every move he makes, you know, uh, everyone is watching and and trying to understand what his priorities will be when he when he comes to power. Uh, mm. So yeah, that's that's why I thought, um, in spite of it being uh, a speech, just a speech from a government official, without any any you know direct pushback from anybody, uh, I thought okay, this this is worth discussing. What about you? What what do you think about it? Um, I mean the huts and hands on thing that one caught my eye. Then I was like, oh, mm-hmm. uh, what is this? Then I read the speech and I mean yeah, like like what you said, he is uh, a very very public figure now and. Mm. It's it's been a long time since we see a new PM taking charge, right? So this mm, is almost yeah. like, you know, his first day of PM school or like first mm. term. First term of PM school is like, yeah. And, and it's always nice. I mean, I love reading the stories of like, you know, artists and entrepreneurs and how they go from like, okay, not doing what they did uh, to becoming mm-hmm. fucking amazing. Like. So at this yeah. point, it's nice to just keep tabs on what uh, Lawrence Wong is doing as he takes hold. So that's why, like what you said, anything mm. he says, I think is worth looking at. Um, yeah. And and just to give context in case uh, y'all are listening and want to get a gist of it, but don't don't really feel like reading through the transcript. Um, mm. Essentially, he covered like a, a few main things la, that, okay, mm. Singapore needs to stay open. Uh, and what yep. he means by open is open to the world. Um, yes, and, and kind of that we cannot kind of close off our borders to foreigners or foreign companies. We need them to thrive, lah, because we don't have natural resources and no hinterland. Um, mm-hmm. so just to take a pause, right? What the fuck is hinterland? Ah? I've never heard anyone use the term aside from government speeches. I mean, okay, uh, I can imagine what it is, 
But yeah. like, why? Why? Why hinterland? It just makes me think of like some snowy place where people are like chattering. No, not chattering. Just shivering and trying to survive. I think you're thinking of winter wonderlands, <laughs> uh, right? Hinterland. No, but I mean, I mean, it is a word that I think, I mean, I don't want to generalize and say that, oh, it's just academics or officials trying to use a team word to describe. But what it's saying is the, is the it's part of the country that's away from the coastal areas, you see. So is there a better, is there a simpler word to use to describe that? You can't really say countryside because that doesn't really necessarily mean you know that it's away from the coastal areas la. So, yeah. so hinterland I, I get what he's saying is away from coastal areas because coastal areas are typically associated with uh, you know economic growth and, and trade and exchange so those are usually like the cities you know uh, and where it, the economy thrives la. but the hinterland meaning uh, you know the, the the inner parts of the country where people usually go and you know you think that there's a lower cost of living life moves a bit slower we don't have that in Singapore, lah, right? Mm, mm, mm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, so, so I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not that opposed to him using a word like hinterland, uh, and and feeling like it's being out of touch. It's, it's literally a word that is much more efficient to use than saying, oh, the parts of the Singapore, or the parts of the country that are not, not at the coast. Then maybe you know my next mean? question: How come it haven't made, it haven't, it hasn't made its way into common conversation, uh? Like, hey, where are you going for holiday? Malaysia. Oh, where Malaysia? Uh, you mean like, like the Penang or something? No, 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 the hinterland. I mean, you, you illustrate that. Maybe because people might mistake it for winter, winter wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Legoland. I'm going to hinterland. Hinterland. So, yeah, you, like, what winterland? It's one of those words. Yeah, what? Winterland? <laughs> winterland? Oh, no, 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 not winterland. Malaysia hinterland. Go, Malaysia got winter. Ah, uh, no, no, yeah, yeah. Not winter wonderland. Yeah, not, not whistler or anything. No, no, yeah. But for hinterland. context, uh, I mean, just to, to dive in a bit more, hinterland is a German word meaning the land behind. Mm. It was used in English, yeah. was first documented by the geographer George Chris Holm in his handbook of commercial geography in 1888. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Okay, so it's, it's, it started off your like yeah. British politicians, la, so it's political speak. La. Correct, correct. But yes, yeah, okay. Yeah. So it's not, it's yeah. not, yeah, it's, I, I'm just saying don't, yeah, don't, don't fan the flames of like, of, of uh, you know, hey, uh, elitism so and all that where, by saying that only elitists <laughs> no, use no, words no, like no, that. No, 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 no. This is where you Because if it's a good word, it's a good word no, to use, okay. he should use it. You no, know? No, no, of course it's not common, but okay. This is yeah. where you are merely projecting my thoughts, <laughs> uh, my, my non-existent thoughts on it. There was no hint that this is an elitist word. I'm just saying that politicians mm. tend to use it a lot. That does not imply oh, okay, that it's okay, just okay. elite people. So I was wondering, is got there it, it, is there something about it that, I don't know, it just evokes, because the only time I remember reading Hinterland or hearing Hinterland yeah. is when a politician speaks. And maybe maybe ah, okay. there's an inner desire to have that part of our day-to-day -day vernacular. La. So maybe Terrence, I'm going to start using mm -hmm. it again. Mm -hmm. Even, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Singapore technically got Hinterland. Right? Magritchie, Topayo. Uh, uh, the central area. But but that's where it's, it's in Singapore, you wouldn't really use it because it's we're so small, la, right? Yeah, la. So, so, yeah, I mean, you can't blame anyone for not using the word hinterland in Singapore. La. Yeah. I'm going to try. I'm going to start using it more. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> I, I, will, I will ask you, how's the, how's the climate there? Is the it hinterland. Cold? What are you wearing? But yeah, okay. So, so he did say that one thing is that Singapore needs to stay open because there are no resources, mm. no hinterland. Um, mm -hmm. And that there are a lot of policies that sometimes can be populist. Uh, and he gave the example yeah. of Brexit and how that might not be the, the best thing when you want to be more protectionist than, than open. Mm. Then there was also yeah. an emphasis on developing the local uh, workforce. 
through mm. policy, through fair employment practices and skills training. And there was a lot of talk of skills mm. future, uh, which was another yep. pillar about how over 660,000 Singaporeans benefited in 2021 and how there's plans to improve it. And they are in the midst of determin- determining how best to uh, improve it. And then mm. for us as a society to realize the value in different types of work. And that's where mm. the, the, the term, you know, the hands and hard work came up about how we shouldn't prioritize yeah. academic success or see it as the sole determiner of success. Um, yes. And then he ended off by saying, okay, this, there's a lot to do, but that is the, the task of nation building like, that sits on his shoulders and the rest of his government. So, mm. Mm. I mean, it right. fe- feels like, like 20, 20, 30 minutes or something. The speech is easy, mm. easy to read. Uh, it's not so mm. jargony or technically uh, uh, mm. chim. But yeah. Mm. So as you were reading it, right, what were you thinking? Uh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, as I was reading it also, it's, uh, uh, yeah, I, I think it's, it's interesting to note this point in his, in his ascension towards PM, la, that he's laying down a marker saying that uh, as a society, we don't value um, you know, people who work in so-called the hands-on or, or hard work, like, like he's saying. And I think it's important to define what he means by hands-on work. He means hands-on work that is a bit more technical. So I think, I think you're talking about, you know, the tradesmen, craftsmen, uh, hands-on kind of work, like, you know? Yeah. Like, literally the guy who comes and, you know, maybe fixes your, your, your plumbing or, or fixes uh, your, cup, your cupboards and everything in your house, like, right? Mm. Um and or even re- repairs your your expensive hundred thousand dollar COE vehicle, right? Mm. Uh, that's the hands on work that that we don't value enough. And then the other side of it is the hard work, which is service and community care roles, la. So I, I think um the, what falls in that bracket is obviously uh like nurses, uh, early childhood, uh you know teachers, and, and work that requires that requires a lot of uh. I just want to use the word because very dirty passion, right? Mm. Like, like you really, I mean, to be a teacher is very tough enough, and to be an early childhood teacher, I think is 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 even harder, right? Because mm. you're you're balancing not only taking care of children but also balancing parents' expectations and all these things. So it's a it's not an easy job that's not super highly compensated, um, you know, in Singapore. Mm. Uh, so I think he's pointing out these types of work are not valued as highly as the you know, typical hit, and he says hit work, which is, um, you know, work, you know, con- work that requires cognitive abilities, like, you know, in working in finance or, or basically a lot of white collar kind of uh, work, right? Mm, mm. Um, yeah, so I think that it's, it's interesting that he's pointing this out because if you're, you know, if your prime minister or leader is pointing that out, hopefully that also trickles down in terms of, uh, all the government agencies and the policy making, right? Mm, mm, uh, that this, that you know, leveling, making these two things a priority, making these things a priority next to head work is important. Uh. Um, yeah. So, so uh, in some ways, it's good that he's pointing it out, and it's good that he knows that this is on. He knows that this needs to be on the agenda, to because this this is what a lot of people are thinking about. Mm. Um, but at the same time, there's a lot of cynicism like, online when I mm. read about uh, comments about what he's saying. They're saying that, oh, you know, basically the government has been saying this for the last 10 years, but what is actually happening, right? Mm, mm. Uh, and, and uh, you know, what is what can Lawrence Wong really change when he comes to the government? Because you're talking not only just about policies, you're talking about whole mindset 
that you need to shift in order for this to happen. And where there's a lot of, uh, you know, in Singapore, a lot of these mindsets are, are, are set in place by who? They're set mm. in place by the public sector, right? You mm. know, like how we emphasize scholars and the pro career progression for scholars versus career progression for, you know, people without degrees, for example. It's very different. Uh. Uh, you know, anyone, you got any friend, if you got any friend who's a regular in the army, they will tell you, like, you know, there's a, there's a term that they love to use called a scholar, a scholar uh, officer and a, I think a farmer, farmer officer. Yeah, farmer, right? correct, correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very common thing where they say, yeah, the scholar, you know, there's this career track where, you know, there's a chance for them to become general and chief of army and all that. But for a farmer officer, even being a, even if you're a fantastic officer on the ground and all that, just because you're not as educated as a scholar, you will not have those same opportunities. Mm. Uh, it's widely known. Like, any, any guy who goes in the army, you, you have heard those terms before. So, yeah, we're talking about at every level of of uh, society. This is this thinking's entrenched. Uh. So, how much can Lawrence Wong, Mister LW, really do to change all this? Uh? you know, a speech like this, sure, great, but the reality on the ground, how much can he really change? Uh, right. Mm -hmm. So, so do you end it with like a bit of cynicism or optimism or or a range of emotions? Uh? Oh, I mean, you were uh, sleepy. No, no, you mean reading this? <laughs> or no, no, no. I, I, I think, uh, I, I think Lawrence Wong has been pretty. Uh, he's been, he's been, he seems to be reading what's happening on the ground, right? Mm. The things that people are complaining about, and he seems to be responding uh, with it in, in, in ways that I have not seen previous prime ministers uh, respond to this. I, wow, this really makes me feel old that we've seen. The changing of the, <laughs> the guard. The like, guard yeah. From Lee Kuan Yew to Go Chok Tong, Go Chok Tong to Lee Sien Long. And now we're going to see Lee Sien Long to Lawrence Wong. La. So it's the first time that <clears throat> I feel that, you know, they, they, any head of state in Singapore has really come forward and acknowledged that inequality is a really bad thing. La. You know, mm. it's a really bad thing that needs to be tackled in Singapore. And literally pointing out that I mean, the first thing he says is, the, the first metric he uses, we see this worryingly in the divergence between the starting pay for ITE, polytechnic, and university graduates. That's like a paragraph by itself in his speech. Uh, mm. You know? So, it's clear that he's seen a problem. He's identified the, the metric that he's using to, to say that this is a problem. And uh, I think uh, that's a big first step to overcoming this societal-wide problem. Uh, and it might not even happen in this, in our lifetimes, uh, right? Mm. Any kind of change, but I mean, they, someone needs to take a first step and, and maybe this is the first step. La. Of course, everyone wants to see more change and faster, but uh, you know, these things also do take time. La. Yeah. So, I mean, when I was reading it, I was like, okay, I mean, these are some, I wouldn't say even lofty goals, like goals that I, mm. I agree with, la, you know, and that mm. sound like, okay, this really is going to build a Singapore that is that is great. Um, of course, when I read it, I was like, okay, it's, 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 a, it's a speech, it's, um, of course, he would say these kind of things. Um, mm. Then I went to Reddit or like uh, the forums. And I mean, because the articles, I was surprised by how many articles, <laughs> like Straits Times today. Uh, and mm. it, <laughs> they, just, they just rephrase and copy and paste what he does and paste it there. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I, I, think, I think now, uh, anytime there's a speech or something, if you have some time, yeah, it's just, I know they are reporting and all, but... Uh, at first, I thought there would be another layer of things that maybe they 
they have put two and two together after the speech happened. But no, it's a, it's a recounting. So sometimes it's just better to read the speech. Um, mm, so so mm. reading through the speech, it sounded um, it sounded good. Then I went to the Reddit and, and forums to get an idea of what people are saying. And yeah, you, you're right. There were so many people shitting on it. They were saying it's the rinse mm, and repeat. Mm. It's the same thing they've always been saying. And I was thinking like, okay, last time, maybe five years ago, 10 years ago, definitely uh, I wasn't as politically interested. La. But then mm. I also don't recall there being that much chatter ever about things like streaming or, or mm. inequality uh, than there is now. La, right? Yes. So that's yeah. why I was thinking, okay, like, like I also feel, okay, it feels like at least these are things that are being brought out at the highest or soon to be highest level, which has to be a good thing, right? Then I was thinking, yeah. But if it's a speech, you know, like like some some comments are saying, okay, you know, there's all this talk and no action. Um, mm. then I was thinking, but it's a speech. Is he supposed to announce bills and policies at the speech itself? Um, mm, mm, mm. so that's why I was like, uh, I don't know, I don't know what else a politician can do in a speech to to win the crowd over, lah. Um, and to convince mm. them, or is it just there's always going to be haters? That's why I'm curious to know people's take on the speech and whether or not it registers or whether it just sounds like a broken record. Like, because these are all, you know, like even in life or like when people are mm. saying they want to do stuff, it's always easy to say you're going to do stuff. Yeah. But it's yeah. hard to tell whether it's empty or not. Like. Correct, correct. I mean, um, I, I, I say this from the context as a, like I, we, we laugh about it having gone through all this uh, changes in Prime Minister, like, right? We've mm. seen the general mood and the ground. I mean, do you remember back in the day? Okay, we, let, let's, Let's not pretend to be young. Let's go back to the 2000s. Uh. Mm. In 2000s, when you and I were bright, young, uh, you know, 20 something uh, kids coming out, teenage, teenage, uh, yeah. uh, coming out as teenagers and getting to the, the college and, 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 you know, maybe just starting to understand the workforce a little bit. You know, that huge emphasis was on biomedical, biomedical field, uh, right? Mm. Remember? Mm, 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 and they mm. were encouraging Singaporeans, oh, go and study biomed, go and study biomed, we're going to transform our economy with, biomedical advances and, and all that kind of thing, right? So yeah. I think I had a lot of friends who went into that field uh, and, and, you know, joined, joined government agencies and, and all to study that. And then after that, you know, in the late 2000s, it was a, there was a very big push towards financial services, mm. investment banking and, and, you know, consulting and all these services that were, uh, you know, uh, adding a lot of value to the economy and, and, you know, everyone talked about, yeah, the futures in financial services and all that, right? Mm. And then, like like you said, in the last you know five to ten years uh, and all, it's I mean, tech has been a very big part of uh, of growth, uh, right? Mm. So I, I think what uh, you know, tech technology is a big part of, of of was a lot big part of things, and you know, people encouraged to study computer engineering and, and and you know get a job in the tech sector, go and do a startup in San Francisco, and then come back to Singapore, blah blah, all that lah. So. If, if anything, the common thread amongst all this is that there was a, this sense of Singaporeans need to transform themselves. We need to transform our economy. We need to, you know, jump on that, that, that bandwagon that's really hot right now because that's the future, mm. right? Mm. There, there, was these, there was these phases in our economy, like, I find. And then, so for, for the future Prime Minister now to, I mean, take stock and say, hey, you know, Transforming our economy and all that is really important. But there's all these jobs that we have that in the last two years have been exposed to be very vulnerable, very underappreciated, underpaid and all that. Uh, feels like 
it's it feels like a change. Uh. It feels mm. like a I wouldn't say breath of fresh air, but it it's not that kind of like, oh, we need to transform Singapore economy to to you know be the that cryptocurrency the cryptocurrency center of the world, that kind of statement, right? Mm. It feels more like a, okay, we 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 understand growth is important, but there's also all these other jobs that have always been there, that have always been underappreciated and underpaid, that are important. Mm. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, maybe what I'm painting is a very broad stroke of, of what uh, the government has been emphasizing on, but that's why to me, it feels like, hey, this is not a normal thing that you would hear uh, Singapore Prime Minister emphasizing on, right? Mm, mm. Um, and that's why it does jump out to me as like, okay, the cynical side means like, let's just talk cock. But the fact that it's, a big policy speech and, and it's very clear that this is something he's promising that he will work on is is a is a big deal. Lah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the example you brought about life sciences, I was one of those students, mm. no, that I heard yeah. hey, there's a push yeah. and all. I was I was somewhat related in uh, uh, interested in biology. Uh, even though I yeah. remember the textbooks in JC, the moment I saw the thickness, I was like, ah, fuck biology. Lah. I don't need to yeah. know what's going on inside. But I yeah. wanted to pursue... It's not bio... It's bio, bioengineering, yeah, right? Bi- yeah, yeah, correct. Bioengineering, life sciences. Hey, can you explain Can you explain to people what is the difference between, like, say, studying medicine and then studying bioengineering? For, for those who I mean, okay, at that point in time, medicine, which was a very clear path, um, mm. you learn about the body, but it's about, like, uh, I mean... Healing the body. Yeah, right? healing the body, treating illnesses. Uh, yeah, doctor yeah. and specializing in, in what is, like, almost... The, the body of knowledge that has grown over the years. Like. Bioengineering, mm. life sciences, I know reading at that time, I did find the whole genetic uh, genetic uh, um, space very interesting like, because that was the first time mm. the mm. genetic sequence was co- like, decoded or mapped. There was Dolly, the yeah. sheep, and there was a general interest mm. and I had no clue what the fuck I wanted to study. So I actually mm. wanted to mm. pursue that as a degree. Um, but yeah. the only yeah. reason why I chose mechanical engineering was because the scholarship that I got they said, uh, fuck you, you're not going to study bio- bioengineering because yeah. we are yeah. Singapore Airlines. Uh, yeah. yeah. So so that was an option. So I went to mechanical engineering. But I bring that up because these sort of things, if they do gather momentum, sentiments from mm. the, the people in power, if they do gather momentum, it does affect the people on the ground, like students. Mm. So so mm. that's why, yeah. that's why I was reading this and like, part of me also was like, wait, um, am I not shitting on this how can I not shit on a speech but mm. taking into a context of what it was it was a speech at an event um, it didn't mm. say anything that I desperately disagreed with so I have to say mm. okay now it is to hold him and his government accountable to these sort of things la. and to be very, yeah. to be very cognizant yeah. of any policies they enact that contradict this um, mm. Because mm. I think like, yeah, talking about, you know, streaming, talking about um, uh, teachers, increasing the wages of teachers, they're all great yeah. stuff that you don't normally hear in, in speeches. Like, because yeah, I also remember last time the speeches were very like, it's almost, let's not look internally within what we have in Singapore. Mm. Uh, let's not look mm. to the hinterlands of Topayo and Amokyo, but look to mm. other countries. But then yeah. this one is like, okay, we still look at other countries. But we there's some shit in Singapore that we need to sort out, and we focus on that, mm. Yeah, and, and I, I think it's it's very heartening for uh, you know a young uh, a parent of a young child like my, like me with mm. uh, other parents of young ch- children to hear that yeah, la, more recognition needs to be given to early childhood development, la, right? Yeah, because uh, I mean those those taking care of kids is a 
it's, it's not an easy task and and uh, often a lot of times when I see the teachers in in preschool and all they they're really uh you know it's not easy for them like they have like literally I heard from them that there was no such thing as working from home for them you know mm-hmm. through the whole pandemic and everything of course there were days when the school had to they had closed down and stuff like that like, right but the moment anything started opening up again there was zero work from home for them, from them already like. mm. and and uh you know we here we are arguing and complaining amongst each other about employers not giving enough priority they only wow everyone's starting to force us to you know work uh, to have to come back from the office and all that uh come back to the office and i cannot work from home anymore you know this early childhood educators had no work from home uh, at yeah, all correct, correct. no hybrid no model such thing no <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like I was like they asked me oh yeah you know uh, I, I, daddy are you working today and I'm like yeah 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 I'm working but working from home uh, and then they, oh you know there's this air of like oh <laughs> so envious to even experience what is it like to work from home you know you work from home uh, but, privilege is it yeah work from, from home privilege, privilege uh. so I was like oh yeah fuck this guy's like to them is like it's like I'm speaking a different language at that like, when I say something like well, working <laughs> from home, you know. So I guess people they don't, in, they have no concept of it, yeah. So people in those lines, you know, you hear so many people say this whole experience of working from home made me realize how important it is to be with family. All these people are like, fuck yeah. off. Like, <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Work Nothing changed for us. Uh, you all shut the then, fuck up with your epiphanies uh, and enlightenments and how much you love your family and shit. And <laughs> commentaries about, you know, living slower and, and reading yeah, a Monaco like, magazine at home. Quiet like, quitting. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. Quiet quitting. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, I mean, ner- <laughs> nurses obviously, right? Nurses yeah. last two years. Uh, and, 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 you know, caretake, you know, Home, home, uh, care caretakers, like right, care, yeah, care, yeah. care caregivers, like caregivers. It's tough, like, like so. Those things that you've taken, we even we've taken for granted for the last two years. Like some of these people just cannot experience it, like, the, and then, uh, yeah. No, no, go on, go on. Go on. What? No, I'm saying, yeah, and teachers, obviously, teachers always has they've they've always borne the brunt of like, uh, you know what, you know, uh, the the whole uh the whole uh home based learning uh, yeah. issue as well. So all these things are it's it's real it's real they're they're real difficult jobs that were especially uh exposed during the whole pandemic mm. and now that even post pandemic now that there's uh you know a government official high high ranking government official saying hey you know we still need to remember that these jobs were are, are essential and and uh, we need to do better by them I think that's a it's a good thing uh. that means they haven't forgotten the lessons of the of COVID nineteen uh. yeah yeah. But the one thing that did strike me as like, there's no other term. I don't know why I'm getting so caught up on the terms. Was the the head mm. work versus the hands or hard work? Ah, uh, yes, yes. I just felt it like... Um, I, I, think, mean, like I think I know what you're thinking, B1. Yeah. Like basically, like, like verbatim, he said, okay, we need to see broader change in our economy too. It still places too much of a premium on cognitive abilities. What we deem as head work, in inverted commas, head, uh, and mm. does not value sufficiently those engaging in other forms of work, such as technical mm. roles, which tend to be more hands-on work, or service and community mm. care roles, which tend to be more hard work. So that one yeah. feels a bit, um, I want to say discriminatory, but but a bit exclusive. Uh, mm. Because people mm. in technical roles, uh, they fucking use their brains like crazy, right? Um, mm. They use mm. their hands also, yes. People in service and community carols, they also have to use their brains. Maybe yeah, it is not. Lot, yeah. yeah, you have to use so much brains. 
So that mm. definition was probably the only thing in the speech where I'm like, hey, really got no better term. Hinterland, I can let it slide. These kind mm. of things, right? <laughs> I don't know. Like, like when you when you read it, did it did it did it strike a chord or anything? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I think I feel the same in the sense that to to say that certain types of jobs require cognitive abilities kind of makes it sound like those other jobs, don't the hearts need. and the hands work, <laughs> don't need cognitive abilities. I'm like, oh, do you want someone not using their head when they are fixing your car, repairing your car or, or, or fixing your house or something? Or you taking know? care of your mother. If, yeah, if anything is they are using their hands and the head, you know, compared to a job where you're just really sitting in front of a computer and just, your only hand movement is to type on the keyboard, like, right? Yeah. Uh, or, to, or to talk to somebody or what. Like. So, yeah, I think I think it's it's important to acknowledge as well that these jobs do require cognitive abilities. Of course, you're not you're you're not doing like deep AI learning or or massive coding or something, but they do require those same cognitive abilities that that uh, he's talking about lah. And, yeah. and just in, the, in just a different field lah. And maybe you're not you're not creating new things, but you are definitely engaging your brain to make decisions on the spot to make decisions on your feet and all that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. In fact. You could even argue that people who are desk bound uh, and just work through the mm. computer, they, they like what you said, they're not moving around. Maybe they're not dealing with people. So, so to deal with people in a way that works, to deal with yeah. um, your hands and fix stuff, it requires so much of your brains. Maybe it doesn't require like yeah. um, the. I mean, because he did say at some point we shouldn't place a priority on academic success. We must move away from mm. preconceptions mm. that academic mm. success should be prized above all others. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, like this, that academic success is head work, right? And you do mm. say that there's too much emphasis on head work, but but it feels like head work is the only way to to get forward line. Why there hit. might be some truth, <laughs> uh, get ahead, correct? Yeah. That there yep, might be yep, some yep. reality to that. It just felt like in a speech that covered a lot of other things which were heartening. When I read this, I was like, hmm. Then Straight Times also, uh, they know they put in the title, uh, it will it will trigger people mm. It will trigger people. Yeah, but yeah. that's why right. I don't know. But, but I, I mean, yeah, yeah. You are a scholar lah. You were a scholar lah, right? So mm. you benefited from that experience of totally of uh being being seen as the head worker in a very big organization lah, right? But that that also hires a lot of technical workers and and service staff as well lah, right? Mm. So mm. did you feel that kind of stratification when you were working in a in a big company like that, there's a difference between the head workers, the hard workers, and the hand workers. I mean, because it was so big, the stratification is normally even de- just departments, lah. You know, like you mm. wouldn't interact with okay. the the tech crew people because they were all at the hangar. Um, or yeah. even if but they were in office. Like, did Do you feel some kind of hierarchy between between the different departments and all? Uh, from your own bit, personal experience yeah, no, I don't think you're bit, not yeah, yeah let's just put a disclaimer yeah. you're not talking as if that, yeah, that yeah. is how it is but I'm Correct. just asking from your experience because you were scholar la, right literally we talk about scholar you were a scholar la, that yeah. was like gifted the chance to you know study hard and, and come back and be the head worker in the organization and then what happened I threw away my head work and now we're doing <laughs> what work is this mouth work is it this is mouth work <laughs> mouth work mouth, <laughs> mouth work and somehow that <laughs> sounds it sounds a bit different from what I think we're they're, doing they're trying to imply mouth work. I gave away the head work that was waiting for me and now I engage my mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I would say there, there, there was to a certain extent in the sense that like, yeah, you mm. come from the office and then you go on the ground. 
I mean, even like mm. physically, geographically, you come down from your office on the fifth floor to the ground. Yeah. And and yeah. The, the 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 crew, the tech crew, whatever. So there is that, and I don't. It's one of those things that I don't think it was intentional, but just by virtue of mm. the big company, it did feel a bit like that. I will say that the one thing that I did feel a bit more is that if you're a scholar, you do have a a label that follows you around, lah. Which, mm, by the okay. most part, is beneficial. Is beneficial mm. because beneficial to you, it Immediately beneficial to you. Yeah, it's beneficial to you. I won't deny that. I won't okay. deny that. In the sense that, okay. okay, it it gives you. It's almost like you are competent unless proven otherwise. Mm. Uh, as opposed to maybe if you are starting from more neutral way to prove your competence. Um, mm. on the flip side, mm. there's more of a microscope on you, lah. Um. Mm. And 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 but like it's pros and cons. Like I won't deny that getting the scholarship helped me study uh, at a school that was amazing. There was no way I could have afforded any other way. So mm. to to shit on that system was like, what I want. I'm conflicted because by as far as possible. I mean, uh, there it did. It wasn't just like uh, I wasn't just parachuted into that lah. Right. Yeah. But, but, but it was does, there was there a chance? Yeah. But was there a chance for you as a scholar to maybe you know you know how I think in banks and all that they have this management roles uh management track, yeah, track, yeah. uh track la, right where yeah. they do rotate people around different departments in a bank la. that's what I understand from, mm. from people who have done that and all and then they they put you through some specialized yeah. training like you know they even I, I from what I hear even these days they even set you up with like uh mentoring coaches and stuff like that to help you. Uh, plan out your career a little better la, as a management trainee you know but for you working in a place that had all kinds of hands heart and and service work and and, and uh hands heart and head work was there a chance mm. for you as the head worker as a head worker to potentially rotate between departments such that you better understand stuff on the ground and better understand you know the problems that people have on the ground and and all Oh yeah, a big part of the policy there, even for non-scholars, was to rotate. So every two years, you kind of change mm. department, which was a good thing. Okay. Um, I I think. But yeah, you rotate we, between hard the head work departments, or do you also get to like pour on overalls and go on the ground and, and Oh do yeah, that, no, it's mainly just the, the office, work. the office work, like the office work. Because <laughs> so you okay, rotate because, between the head work departments, uh. Yeah, it's just just you take okay, off your okay. head, you put on your head on another body, you know, you never, you never, <laughs> you never put it. But the the reason also is because uh, aviation. Like the technical people that have been uh, like in the technical space for 20 years and because they're handling mm. planes where safety yeah. is fucking uh, important, there's less leeway yeah. to play. La. And I mean, mm. I, I will say that the SIA system, it didn't it didn't fit me, but I know people who stayed on and are doing very well at SIA. Um, mm. And, and they, 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 they worked uh, there, they've done all the different roles, they've traveled abroad, been stationed abroad. So, so, um, it, it worked for them, so I won't shit on on the company or the thing. It still gave me a great opportunity, but it did result in some sort of labeling, lah, some labeling, which is where mm. I guess Lawrence Wong saying that streaming will be phased out and it'll be boys based more on subject streaming. That makes sense, mm. but I know that got mm. shat on also uh, online by saying it's yeah. still streaming nonetheless. Right? So, yeah. but I think what what the what it's pointing towards means that you can maybe be placed in a band that is a higher band for say yeah. mathematics like you're good at mathematics but your languages suck then you can go down to you you go to a lower band for languages lah. and that whereas last time it used to be like oh let's look at your average score and based yeah, on your average yeah, score yeah. this is the band that you're in and that doesn't make 
um, give you space for individual differences or individual paces of learning, like, right? Correct, correct, correct. And it doesn't encourage you to, wow, if you're really good at one thing, never mind, you just go all out with that. It yeah, was almost, yeah, okay, correct, if, correct. Your, if your math is okay, then you're okay, focus on your, on your Malay or mother tongue or something like that. Yeah, improve improve all the stuff that you're pretty shitty, you're pretty bad at because it's pulling you down. Yeah. It's pulling your average down and and um yeah, so <clears throat> you're not good enough to, you know, go to the good classes, but you're <clears throat> you 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 just need to work on the, the stuff that you're weak at. La. Yeah. Yeah. So be a so, jack so, of all yeah, trades. Be sense, a jack of all trades. Correct, correct, yeah. And 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 you know, unless you are good at everything, you know, you don't deserve to to, you know, join competitions or or, or represent the school in certain things, la, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's actually a, a very good point. That the, I mean, it's kind of. I think some people are pointing out that the answer to streaming, to streaming, uh, you know, the 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 bad sides of streaming is to introduce more streaming. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, but but I I can see the pros of 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 doing it like, to encourage students to you know that that you can be pretty shitty in one subject, but maybe you are not too bad in another subject, and maybe. Pursue that, and that will maybe even help more young people find their paths faster and earlier, lah, Right? Yeah. Find exactly. the things that they're interested in faster and earlier. Yeah. Exactly. So, so I mean, like, I, I think I'm I'm really curious to know how people feel, and and I mean, even when they listen to this or read the script, because when I was thinking, oh, it's not not too bad. I was like, wait, am I being an apologist, a government apologist? Yeah. But but objectively, yeah, yeah I I. I thought, okay, it's a, it's a good message. Now it's to hold them accountable to this. Print it out, tattoo right. it on your body, whatever. Uh, but it's just to yeah. keep reminding ourselves that just like there was those pushes in the past for life sciences, at one point, everything was life sciences. Then it became like, yeah. like, like finance. Now it's startup. Uh, yeah, hopefully this, this actually comes to fruition. Yeah, yeah. I think... Uh, Holding them accountable to to these things is important, la. And and yeah. uh, you know, like like try to ask, yeah, ask the questions, the right questions. Rather, I mean, it's it's easy to be to be cynical about it and to say, oh, these are just motherhood motherhood speeches that don't mean anything. But I think uh, there's very actionable things that you can be asking about, like the you know, like like I think Lawrence Wong is really pointing out the pay gap. Mm. Between uh degree holders and IT you know IT students and all that, right? Mm-hmm. Why is there such a huge pay gap and why is it growing bigger year by year? You can yeah, ask correct, these questions. Correct. Uh. Correct, yeah. correct. Yeah. Oh yes. I mean that was our LW uh Lawrence Wong uh mm. talking on that first lukewarm news topic of the day. Yeah. Uh but yeah, don't be lukewarm in your response about it. You know, tell us what you think. Yes. Uh but but yeah, you know, speaking of uh of uh, lukewarm responses. This next topic or this next uh this next movie has not got a very lukewarm response from the Singapore government at all, right? In fact, if anything, it's it's been the opposite, lah. A very fiery response. Yeah. And what is this uh movie you're talking about? It is a new film by um Singap- mm. a Singaporean filmmaker called Ken Quack. Uh, it's not his first mm. film. Um, he's done films in the past, uh, web series in the past, all relatively controversial. So this mm. film, yeah, look at me. It has been banned from screening in Singapore because it was deemed, yeah. and I quote, uh, as having the potential to cause enmity and social division in Singapore's multiracial and multi-religious society. And that was a statement mm. from the Ministry of Home Affairs, Ministry of Culture, Community and Youth, and the IMDA, the Media Development Authority, yes. Infocom Media Development yes. Authority. So yes. 
Uh, I mean, it also premiered at the New York Asian Film Festival, got one of the nominees for Best Feature. Um, and the story essentially is about how the main character, um, uh, I think he posts a video making fun of a pastor's stance on homosexuality. Um, mm. And then what the pastor does on the pulpit versus off. And then he goes viral and then he gets, um, the, he gets jailed. Uh, then there are protests. And it, essentially what you can imagine happening in a society like Singapore. La. And yeah, it stars, yeah, yeah Adrian and, Pang, yeah, um, yeah, and a few other big name folks la, like Jose and Leong also. Correct, correct. Yeah. And it's, uh, it says that it's inspired by true events, la, right? It's correct. not based on true events, but inspired by true events. So, yeah, yeah what, what are your, have you seen the trailer? I saw the trailer. I actually like the trailer. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah. Are, you, what are your what are your thoughts about about it? Like, what do you think uh, it's about? You know, because the, the truth is, we have not watched the movie, yeah, uh, and and all we all we are getting from it is what we're reading about it, and also uh, watching the trailer as well. Uh, so we're also reacting to it for the first time. Yeah, when I when I saw the trailer, one of the thoughts was that I saw Rishi, I saw Fuzz. Mm. I'm like, why the mm. fuck am I not in it? <laughs> mm-hmm. I did have that thought. Uh. I know it's very self centered, okay. but. Uh, yeah. I met Ken Quack before. So Ken, if you're listening to this, um, yeah. I, I, I like this kind of job. I mean, okay, fuck that. Um, but yeah, I, I actually thought the trailer was pretty pretty cool uh, and pretty different mm. and pretty mm. interesting coming out of Singapore. Yeah. 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 I think uh, if anything, I can kind of see that the, what, what True Events is inspired by. There's definitely a hint of Amos E going mm, on. Correct. Uh, of course, there's a hint of Lawrence Kong going on, and uh, I think the poster for the for the movie also is uh it's a hashtag la, right? Mm. There's a it's a logo. There's a hashtag, but the hashtag is very deliberately colored in a way that you what you will see as within the hashtag is a white cross, and the rest of the hashtag is uh is rainbow colored la, right? Mm. So uh, it's kind of telling you what what uh you know what the antagonists and protagonists are. Are going to be in a film and and everything like so, uh, definitely an interesting subject matter like, right? You know, uh, Amosy and and Lawrence Kong, all these are very big personalities that were very divisive, uh, in the last ten years in Singapore like, right? Yeah. So, I it's a it's it's something that I think um would be interesting to watch like. But now it seems like. It seems like you know we like what we spoke about previously the about Vogue Singapore the Streisand effect. It seems that that is taking hold here, la, right? Yeah, man. And I mean, honestly, right? You Google look at me film, right? In the past mm. two days or one day, it appeared on CNA. Local film, look at me, but from screening in Singapore over potential to cause social division. It appeared in Yahoo mm. News Singapore. Ken Quack film, look at me, banned in Singapore over potential to cause social division. Variety mm. covered it. Mothership covered it. Straits Times mm. covered it. South China yeah. Morning Post covered it. Um, mm. the online citizen Asia covered it. So it just mm. feels exactly the Streisand effect. Even on Reddit, someone posted the trailer and a lot of people are saying they would never have heard about this movie but now they want to watch it. Lah. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If given it, it's because, it's because boost, lah, right? Yeah. The biggest so, publicity push. So it's it's great. Like it's great marketing and I'm damn happy for Ken Quick and the rest of his team. I hope I hope that this ultimately is a is a net positive thing for them because I can imagine there are like more crosshairs on them and and I I don't know just just watch the trailer I was I actually like the trailer a lot and I think the actors in it are all damn good. Mm, mm, yeah, 
Yeah, I think it's hard to say whether the film is good or what just based on the trailer and all that. But uh, I would say that uh, in terms of the timing of of this announcement, uh, given that it's in a you know participating in a film festival and probably up for awards and 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 uh, yeah that if you want a better. Uh, if there's any kind of publicity push that you want for your film at international film festivals, nothing beats beats your film being banned by the local government, right? Yeah, like, exactly. That 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 as a story, you bring it to an international film festival. It just everyone just like just jizzes the moment they hear that, lah. Oh, this film is banned in Singapore. My God, I have to watch it and such that I can be part of this like movement, lah. Right? Yeah. So, so uh, deliberate or not, you know whether they were stoking those flames, any is. Yeah, it's it's uh it's a like you say like a net positive for them like, I think. Yeah, and I mean because you look, there are, there are statements from three ministries, and this is where like we spoke mm. about in the previous podcast also, right? It's can they not take a stand if there's a range of complaints? I don't think mm. they can ignore it, but by taking yeah. a stand, you kind of have to uh yeah like you address it, and then no, but but I think it, th- this film hasn't even been released yet. So there can't possibly have been public complaints about it yet. It's purely from IMDA's side, uh, you know, when they submit the film for, for oh, classification. Oh, that's a good point. It's IMDA's mm. side that decided, that the censorship board that decided this is not fit for consumption by, by people in Singapore. So it's not even complaints. They're not reacting to complaints. It's a preemptive strike, if anything. It's like, a right? preemptive strike. Yeah. But, but and, you know, the irony is that a film like this, right, if you even if released in Singapore, even if reviewed fantastically by by people who watch it all, it would not have uh made a huge dent at the box office. Like, I'm pretty confident, right? Yeah, you know, it's not the kind of film that 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 people, Singaporeans would pay money and go to a cinema to watch, like, right? Yeah, um, yeah, correct, so correct. really, like what you're foregoing in terms of a local screening and local audiences here. You're you are getting a lot more international publicity for your film by having it get banned, like. And then, and, and if yeah, like what you said, it is it is a much more bigger net positive for them, lor. Like I'm not I'm not sad for them that they can't watch they can't show it in cinemas here, cause to be honest, it's like you know like I I don't think you have done well at the box office here because of our audience and demographic and all that as well. Mm, mm. So so this is the the next best alternative for them, lor. Yeah, and I mean I think all the people in the show they are media savvy, and you can almost mm. predict that this will get issues. That this will mm. cause some, ruffle some feathers and that in itself is marketing. Right? Yeah. Correct, it's correct. just marketing. Yeah. So, so, but I mean, like, uh, let's say if there was stuff that could be deemed seditious or, or a potential harassment to a specific community or religious group, like, then how? Mm, so that's why I... I I I uh I I mean I'm interested to watch the film and the, the tra- like you say the trailer looks interesting but I wouldn't blanket just say that it must be it'll be good and and, and it's a good thing la, that you know that it's because 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 you know you don't know the actual content of the film itself yet for, so mm. I think for example for as an example uh I recently watched Blonde the mm. supposedly fictional film based on Marilyn Monroe. Uh, that that is out on Netflix now, and it's very polarizing, like, I think, to say the least. The response to it, and um, I hated it, like. I couldn't get through it, like. I I got through it, but I couldn't stand it, like. And mm. uh, and it's not necessarily because I felt like oh, it needs to be, 
you know, they they were uh, they were you know doing um Marilyn Monroe's story a disservice by having a lot of fictionalized uh, scenarios and everything. And the, I think the film acknowledges that these a lot of these scenarios that I imagined in the filmmakers' head are not are not real, right? They didn't actually happen, but this is what they they their interpretation of things. But I just felt like it was not a a, a fun watch. Right? It was not, I'm not saying that it needs to be fun, but I'm just saying it's not a good story, uh, you know. Mm. The, the story told is just not good. It's just not a good show to sit through. It's just not something that you sit through and makes you think or anything. Like. It's just I just felt it was just a lot of uh interesting looking vignettes about Marilyn Monroe's life. And and I think the the actress uh, did a fantastic job, you know, becoming Marilyn Monroe. But the just the whole story itself I just felt very let down and even like to the point where I felt like certain scenes the CGI was like very, very cheaply done, like, you know? Um, so my my point is that yeah, a film might be controversial. It might be trying to mm. to make a point about certain things, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a good film either, mm. uh, And and in in certain points, I felt like the film even should have certain trigger warnings about the the, the scenes that it's showing because it, it they're very graphic, very disturbing, um, as well. Uh, and and it's not 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 an easy watch. So like like what you're saying about look at me, maybe it's it's really. What if is there is a there's this element that it's really uh it'd be really uh you know difficult for for certain uh groups of people to watch and I mean even yourself like right like like you know you've I think you've uh you've come to be a bit more uh to 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 have a slightly more nuanced view about uh, religion right and people mm. and mm. what the role it plays in people's lives so what if it's if this show is very offensive to certain groups like that lah would you support it in the same way you know Mm-mm-mm. yeah so I mean I, I think we both know of uh, certain shows that even like it wasn't controversial but there was a lot of buzz because of how out there it was going to be right how mm. edgy it was going to be but when when mm. like I watch shows like that at the end of it I'm like what the fuck was that it just mm. checked all mm. the boxes of everything that needs to be edgy needs to be mm. like Oh, like something we've never seen before. But at the end of it, it's not a good story, la. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's where, like, um, yeah. So I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious. Uh, like, I, I think the trailer was better than I expected. Um, I think the actors mm. in it, they're all good in as individuals. But yeah, I'm curious mm. to see. But either way, I'm curious to watch a movie. You know, yeah. I'm curious yeah. to watch a movie, and that's what yeah. the government is gonna have to have to struggle with, lah. <laughs> Yeah, that they've opened this can of worms that has made a lot of people want to watch the show, lah. And you know, my my guess is a lot of people will watch it and be like, "Huh, like that only, ah, oh, uh, like so? that only." And then, man, I think so, lah. I, I have this feeling that it's gonna be like that. And then, uh, like, like that only in the sense that people won't understand what's the big deal that you need to like, you know, go out and ban the show. Like that, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's it's it's. I mean, it will be the Streisand effect, uh, demonstrated, lah. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. when. There was another local show that, that we heard, you know, was very edgy, you know, M18 and all that because of one scene. Yeah. And then we watched the scene yeah. and we were like, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> remember? <laughs> yeah. Huh? yeah. That was considered like super racy. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, right. okay. Okay, yeah. I see, I see, I see. But yeah, yeah uh, man. Yeah, uh, effect uh, at work again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, man. Uh, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. But speaking so, of uh, 
Um, yeah, like, I mean, uh, just just uh, talking about chatter on online about certain things. What is your one short comment uh, the last few days? Yeah, uh, my my one short comment was uh, <laughs> so someone it was just a, a theory posted by original mm. goat one uh, two days ago. Yep. Uh, yeah. On the on the episode we did about the Vogue magazine lah. So it was mm. like uh, um. So so like what what the user pointed out is that okay Vogue Singapore they published an article about three generation of women activists in Singapore their permit gets cancelled which is what we were talking about previously and then MHA apparently appended uh, uh reply appended to the article um so so it's a so the, it was just a, a theory that I I haven't dug into deep but I just thought like oh I I love it when people post stuff like that, that that makes us want to think and makes us go mm. out there and look for more info lah. but the appended yeah, uh, yeah. yeah so so it was it was appended it means what the Ministry of Home Affairs is is listed at the bottom which it is so no I think it was an article about uh, the death penalty about activists yeah. who are fighting against the death penalty I believe yeah, uh, I think one of them was Kirsten Han. She was profiled in the that Vogue Singapore piece. Yeah, uh, and then the MHA replied to that article, uh, stating certain points uh, that were counter oh, to what was talked about. Article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that that was that was interesting, like Interesting. So yeah. So if you yeah. ever noticed these sort of little uh ripples in in pop culture or or news, just hit us up, man. So that was my one short thing, lah. Yeah. Yeah. One short comment, one uh, short comment. The one short thing or one short comment? One short comment. Yeah. I think my one short comment is uh you remember the last podcast we talked about having a poll about how people pronounce mm. two zero zero seven, the year two zero seven. What's the deal? Either uh. yeah, twenty oh seven or two thousand and seven. Uh, we set a poll out there. It's still ongoing. I think it's still uh, at least a day <laughs> left to vote. So people please do go on Reddit and, and vote about it. But I think there's already like uh one comment in there. That says uh by Beef Golesh who says twenty oh seven. Who the fuck says two thousand seven? So there's really people who have very strong opinions about this. <laughs> and I'm I'm just like rubbing my hands gleefully because I think that yeah, be be ready for a pleasant surprise, <laughs> Mr. Beef Golash. Yeah. Uh, I mean there are other be comments. Be ready for a pleasant surprise. There are other comments also be I most part I think people usually say two thousand and seven, two thousand seven. Yeah, so yeah. So is it? Do you like? Do you put a poll on Instagram also? I think you did, right? Oh, not not oh, Instagram. Not yet. Yet. Yeah, yeah, not yet, not yet, not yet. Yeah, okay, yeah. But, yeah, we but put it on Instagram. On, uh, yeah, right now it's on Reddit, and, wow, and a good we're number about of two votes. days. In, awesome. Sixty-five <laughs> votes already. Sixty-five people have come forward and told us what what is the not say correct, but what is the more common <laughs> pronunciation? Yeah. Hey, common. And, is and it? I think I I put I put that two thousand and seven, but actually I, I think what we what we mean is just two thousand seven, mm-hmm. Right. The end, you don't really need to say the end, like, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Yeah, correct. But yeah, but do I, continue to vote. I noticed the O in O seven, you put OH, yeah. Like almost like, oh. No, they're just pronunciation to 2007. Yeah. You can because put, it's, it's, it, you can just it's the put way you o, said it that really stood out. You can put an O without a H, right? O is like, when you say no, O, like when you are surprised. Uh, so that's you're saying, like when someone <laughs> is saying it halfway, they're like, oh, am I saying the wrong thing? No, you should put it like, without a H. Okay, you should put without a H. What's with you and criticizing people's <laughs> language today? Uh? Lawrence Song say hinterland, you make such a big fuss about it. People say 2007, you also like, 2007. Wow, so 2007. 
Yeah, okay. But yeah, yeah put, put, your, put your votes. We'll put it on Instagram also. La. We'll put it on yes, Instagram. Yes, yes. Yep. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah. And then... And uh, what is your one shock thing? My one shock thing is a recent YouTuber that I chanced a pawn call, Alex Hormozzi. So mm. he's someone... So, okay, you know, like in certain points in the past, I was listening to people like Gary Vee, you know, and after that, I got a bit of a, uh. mm. so, so he's next in line of that. So he's like a guy who had his own company, I think sold it for a bunch of million dollars. And then now he started creating content, just talking about philosophies of business, but also philosophies of life and friendships mm. and all that. And he does a good job with like YouTube shorts. So short videos and mm. also slightly, maybe two to three minute videos and 10 minute videos. Lah. And I think, mm. yeah, he's, he's, he's interesting. I like the way he does content. He's not as like, what non-stop energy like Gary Vee. Uh, and I think yeah. I'm going to be consuming his content in the short term for quite a bit. Lah. Quite interesting. Mm. Yeah, like how to, okay. here's how to and double you... your business. Uh, you know, like why, oh, I see, I see. why, why people shouldn't be afraid of like, you know, friends evolving as you grow older. Mm. So clickbaity titles, yes. So it's not just business, lah. It's not just business. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like not just business. How to live business. your life. Yeah, how to live your life. How to live your life as an adult in this world that we're in today, yeah. La, right? Yeah. yeah, and I am generally very curious about people who have built stuff from scratch, scratch, built businesses, built brands, built YouTube channels, whatever. And when they are willing to mm. offer pieces of info that I've found, hey, that's interesting. Yeah, I enjoy it. Mm. So Alex Hormozzi. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. And what about you? Uh, mine is a Netflix show that I never thought that I would watch but I ended up uh, consuming quite a bit la. and it's a very quick easy watch la. Uh, it's the name is called Easy Bake Battle the home cooking competition oh. so it's actually a cooking show and I actually never watch cooking shows because I'm not co- cooking competitions reality cooking competitions mm. I'm not a fan of those la, but um, this one I thought was interesting because it's it's focusing on home cooks that means people who you know, housewives, uh, people who cook as a hobby and they are put in an environment where they have to, uh, you know, cook like with um, very home-cooked kind of uh, equipment and scenarios. Uh. So it's hosted by uh, Anthony, who is, I think he was one of the, he's one of the guys from Queer Eye from a Straight Guy, the, the reboot. And mm. he has this uncanny resemblance to John Mayer. Uh. I don't know if people might remember him from that show. But he's an uncanny resemblance to John Mayer. And one interesting thing about their approach as, as as judges, him and a guest judge on every episode. Interesting approach is that they don't, uh, you know how cooking competitions, they criticize the hell out of everything, right? Mm. And, and you know, like Gordon Ramsay and all that, like they, they're like cursing and swearing at you and, and just talking about how shit your food is. This one's the exact opposite. It's the very Gen Y mo- mode of like, <laughs> they basically have a good thing. Yeah, they have good things to say about everybody's food. lah. And and if anything, they very gently offer critiques on certain things you could have done better and all. Uh. So, so it's a very like, um, you know, like very, uh, oh, you know, you try your best and you know, this I can really see your heart into it. So it's a very different approach to cooking competitions where it is stressful, but at the end of it, people don't get skewered and and, and, and put on a, and blasted for their choices, like, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, and, and so like, like, for example, one of the really interesting episodes recently was like, uh, you got to cook a meal, but all you can cook with are stuff that you would find in a hotel room, like a coffee, like a coffee machine, and an iron, and uh, you know, like a, a water heater. That's it. That's all you can cook with for a, a full meal. 
And it's pretty amazing seeing what uh, these home cooks and, and, and you know, uh, stay-at-home mums can come up with, mm. just with these these uh, utensils. So, um, uh, you know, everyone has always, we've always heard about the life hacks that you can you can do in a hotel room, you know, to, to make a meal for yourself when you're traveling or whatever. Mm. Uh, this is a cooking competition based on those kind of life hacks. Huh? Oh, so you yeah. went, so bl- that's quite interesting. So Blonde was so bad that you needed to watch reality cooking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I needed to cleanse my soul of of all this deep, you know, deep uh, theatrical, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, what are these? Uh, biopics of, of like, uh, of Marilyn Monroe and, and serial killers and everything by going down the opposite of watching a cooking show. La, it's a big battle. Not, just, and not even a regular cooking show. Yeah. such a chill, like, uh, lo-fi kind of cooking show. Yeah. Where people are nice. And and I mean, yeah. I actually enjoy watching cooking shows, but I realized that I don't like the cooking shows where the judges are nice. As horrible as that oh, sounds. Like, like MasterChef <laughs> Australia, right? I cannot take it. Everything yeah, yeah, yeah. is like, oh, this is amazing. This is amazing. The flavor oh, is yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, yeah. want, I want to see the fucking drama, the contestants hating each other and all that. So, so yeah. I do, yeah, the, the, the Bake Off, yeah, i watch a trailer, i watch a trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. do, do check it out. Because, <laughs> yeah, even, even the contestants are all generally mums and, and, you know, uh, hobbyists and all that. So, they're all really nice to each other and also, <laughs> it's a very different feel to a cooking show, like, I find. Wow. Well, actually, yeah, that's a good yeah. way to rate a show. Uh. Like, what is the next show you watch? Right, if it's something the next, in, what do you mean? The next show, like you oh, finish a series. <laughs> what's the next series you watch, yeah. like? If it's the complete opposite, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Then you know that you, yeah. the other show maybe not the best, lah. Yeah, yeah, it's telling you. It tells you something about yeah how you felt uh, towards the end of that show, lah. Like, do you go and seek out more shows like this? Yeah. Or do you like go in the opposite direction, lah? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but yeah, but cool, yeah. man. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. That was a, our right. midweek episode. And remember, check out the poll on Reddit and soon to be Instagram. Uh, and we will yeah. reveal it the next episode, all right? 2007 yeah, or 2007? Yeah. <laughs> 2007. No, not N7. I think we take out the N. Yeah, hey, no, no, you cannot change. You, yeah. cannot change. you cannot change. You cannot change. It was a typo. No, I'm saying yeah. 2007. <laughs> okay? No, no, don't give me oh, this okay, typo okay. nonsense. So can, 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 can. I'll let you, I'll let 2007, you continue your 2007. 2007. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. And uh, yeah, we're off back back to the hinterlands to rest. Back to the hinterlands, we'll, man. S- s- yeah, we'll see everyone. Rest, rest our mouths are the heavy mouth work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All yeah. right, man, guys. Peace.